What's up guys, this is Dr. Matt. I am the owner and physical therapist at Strength and Sport and your host for the Roadie Strength Podcast. Uh, today we have a special guest on today, uh, Jude Carrison. He is a attorney working with uh, workers' comp cases, injury cases, and also has a really cool gym here at the Snake Pit. Uh, been in fitness for a long time, so excited to get into it with him. So without further ado, what's going on, Jude? How you doing? Nice to, nice to have you here in the Snake Pit. Thanks oh, for having man. me on. I like it. So let yeah, let's start with that. So where did uh, where the inspiration come for the Snake Pit? So. Um, I've always had stuff, you know, just random pieces, basically, um, you know, squat stand and some random dumbbells and stuff like that. Um, some of it I've had for like 15 years, picked up at Dick's Sporting Goods a long time ago. Nice. Um, and so in the snake pit thing was is always kind of a joke. I just, I had made a joke a long time ago, having a name like Jude, a last name like Karrison is kind of unique. Mm-hmm. Don't. I've never had a nickname, so <laughs> I just made it up one day. Like, you know, guys, I've kind of dropped a lot of hints, and, I, you know, you guys haven't picked up on it. So um, just call me Snake from now on. Nice. And it was just a total joke, and it just kind of caught on. That's funny. And then um, when, the you know, the pandemic hit and everything and all the gyms shut down, um, I was down here a lot of times, kept adding stuff, and uh, just said, you know, just have this home gym now. I just need a name, and a buddy of mine came up with it, and um, he said it's got to be the snake pit. I was like, I mean, what else could it possibly be? No brainer. So, yeah, so it's just been that that uh, I've had I've had random items, random random things um, that I just kind of like any home gym person just keep Mm. adding to every every chance I get. Yeah, you got a good collection of stuff here. I see the squat rack with the barbell. Yep. You get the Concept 2 Erg, which I love doing that. I did yep. a little bit of rowing in high school, so yep. I use a lot of that. Um, the bands, yeah. a lot of band work? Um, a lot of band work on certain movements. Um, so a lot of pressing stuff or a reverse band certain things or... Um, just to add some tension at the top if you're doing flies or presses. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Um, just to keep that constant tension on, uh, as you're going through. Sweet. So you add it as like a supplement on other, uh, like a dumbbell or barbell exercise? Yep, yeah. So I'll hook it around. I'll grab the dumbbells, hook it around my thumbs, and have it around my back. And then as you're pressing through on an incline or a flat bench, it's just going to, as the tension kind of falls off at the top it just adds that extra little bit at the at the top so it doesn't have to be a lot but it's just to kind of give you that extra nice bit. okay yeah. that's kind of like um i don't know if you, have you heard of the guys uh west side barbell Barbara, over yep. there so that's yep. that's kind of like one of their principles using the bands and yep. the chains getting yeah. chains i i don't have chains um one of those things i'll yeah. probably add to, to, to <laughs> the long be long yeah. list of stuff to get what um, what's next on the list um, more flooring is okay. the number one. I, I want to get more the horse stall mats that yep. I have. Uh, yep. some. Um, so those are about $50. Yeah. And then, you know, there are a hundred pounds to get them down in the basement oh, or, or get them from, you know, tractor supply and get them here is not always the easiest. I got the same ones from tractor supply. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I, I totally feel that. They're not too heavy if you just look at a, at a weight amount. Yeah. But they're just so awkward. Oh, so awkward. Yeah. Like I definitely have yeah. gotten like some wrist and finger injuries just trying to like maneuver those yeah. things. Just to get them where you need them to go. Yeah. So, 
that you know because the floor is is painted but that that mm -hmm. all chips up and stuff like that oh so you, totally you know to pr you know pr protect the weights that i'm using and also you know protect the floor too. exactly <laughs> <laughs> and you got a couple what are these white lines you have the the tape there <laughs> <laughs> so i have four kids and okay. <laughs> my daughter uh, my oldest daughter is just turned nine and she's big into TikTok. and uh, nice <laughs> she was all, she was big in, trying to do the shuffle step dances that they do you know it starts out slow and then the music changes and you do it fast so there was a training video TikTok thing that she saw that had lines. So I, I put the white lines down for her to practice nice. her dancing. Did and it help? Oh, she did it like twice. Nice. And then that was the end of that. She was at some other trend that she's doing. Of course. But I've found now that those are helpful for me to indicate where, where I'm standing. Oh, perfect. Or whatever my foot placement. So I'm, I've left them there. But nice. that, yeah, that was it. The shuffle step. Dancing. Nice. Started from TikTok, but now you actually found a use for them. You know, so that works. Maybe it's a new trend. Yeah. Hey, I, I like TikTok. I find myself on all the time. I don't yeah. I don't get a lot of the dance videos. I, I find the algorithms pretty... It, it was pretty good like, yeah. to what my interests are. So, so it's it, mine is always messed up by my kids having <laughs> yeah. either watching oh, on my phone yeah. or my son sends me. He always me, me and my wife have a you know group chat with him, and he's always sending these yeah. st <laughs> stupid TikToks. That sure, they're funny. So sure, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, and I really like uh, your cable system here. I was watching, I was uh, stalking your Instagram a little yep. bit, and I saw the video with, that you were explaining that. Yeah. What was the? Did you have inspiration behind that, or did you kind of figure that out on your own? Because that's so, a really good idea. Yeah. So I started out with the concept of that these things are available, but they're just really a pulley and a cable. Sure. You know that you can buy, and I thought, well, I can buy a cable and I can buy a pulley and I can make you know a lat pull down or a, to do any type of thing that I can think of. But mm. then I just kind of kept on building on it and thinking, well, if I if I did it this way and I added another cable and I added another pulley at the bottom, then I could do a high-low pulley. And then I was thinking, well, you know, wh where's that weight going to go? And so I moved it over and you're just kind of always kind of building it out in my mind of how it was how I could operate it. And then I was like, well, then I'll put another one on the other side and I have duels. And um so it's it, i didn't find anything specifically like it on the internet i found you know people that were doing a single yeah. as a high uh, or a single as a low um but so connecting those in the middle there from the top to the bottom um was it was kind of the difference that it made because now i can do it both ways it's it's limited obviously mm -hmm. the, I, I have the weight on a pin you see the pin that's hanging over there yep I have the, the weight is on that pin and there's no real way that I figured out to keep that weight from swinging um, mm. but it, it does the job yeah it, it works gets it done yeah I have a uh, engineering friend who would be I, I think he would be very impressed by the setup yeah. I'm gonna have to I'll yeah. have to link him to that video because yeah. he did a home gym himself and I'm sure he'd set something up yeah, like this. Yeah, I mean, I've done it with rows, um, <clears throat> seated rows, with maybe 160, 170 pounds on it. Um, you know, I've never advertised myself as being strong. Um, so it may not be a, <laughs> enough for some people, but for, for me, it's more than more than enough. It works for like a, like a burn, like yeah. muscle burn, yeah, yeah. You know, for fitness, yeah. Exactly, yeah. that's all I'm trying <laughs> You don't to need to max out the weight on it. But. No, no not, a, not a one or two rep uh, yeah, type of situation. Sure. 
Um, so let's uh, let's get into rapid fire questions here. Okay. So uh, we'll start it off. Best breakfast sandwich in Newport. So I don't go out to breakfast a lot. If I do, it's going to be like Atlantic Grill right nice. down the street here, yeah. just like a half a mile from my house. Um, so that would probably that would probably be my answer. Um, what would you get on it? I bacon, egg, and cheese. Nice, is classic. And you know, I know sausage is a big one. Everybody loves sure, sausage. Sure. Sausage does not love me. So I would put. I'm the same. I'm uh, a bacon guy. Yeah, I, I love, love bacon. bacon. Yeah. And it's like I like sausage the first time, but when I'm burping it for the rest of the day, <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. You've had enough not, already yeah, by that point. Right. I hear you. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Do you go there often, Atlantic Grill? It's been a while. I have to say, it's been a while. There's a uh, a bartender there that's really cool. Um, she's there all the time. Her name escaped me right now, but yeah. a good crew there. Yeah. A good crew there. Yeah, yeah, I like the spot. I mean, I make. I'm always make it myself too. I like, yeah. you know, eggs over easy, a little runny in it. The American cheese, get that kind of viscous oh, situation yeah. with the bacon on a usually on a bagel. Nice, toasted, nice. lots of butter. Yep, that's the secret. <laughs> you go at it. Plain bagel, everything bagel. I go plain bagel. Nice, yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah. Really focus on the flavor of the sandwich. You know, you let that speak for itself. <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, how about best pizza in Newport? Um, I like um, Quidnick Pizza again, okay. right down yeah. the street. I, I stay local to where I'm at. <laughs> That's good. And yeah. uh, and Carmela's. Oh yeah. Um, we don't do pizza a lot. Yeah. Like I said, I have four kids and. Um, all the girls, there's three girls in the family, and they're all celiac, so they can't oh, have wow. gluten. Okay. And um, so there's a lot of places that have kind of the gluten-free option pizzas. Sure. But at the same time, it's you, you a lot of cross-contamination oh, in those types yeah. of environments, and so we, we we don't do that much. So it's a pretty it's pretty big sensitivity because even a cross-contamination mm-hmm. could could set them off. Like both of my daughters are, and like if they by accident like we had these um vans uh, you know microwavable pancakes waffles and that type of thing and the packaging looked exactly the same gluten-free and not gluten-free uh, and i bought the non-gluten-free and, and served it to my daughter and it was like she had the flu like a stomach uh, bug for the day yeah was vomiting yeah. and you know you see these things on facebook and you're like sure. this is like some scared mom type of situation sure, but it's re- sure. for us yeah. it's real oh totally and totally. um so it's there they are very sensitive same thing with my daughter she by accident ate something and she had to come home from school because she was feeling sick and she threw up and the next day they're okay but yeah um, you know my youngest um she was was it one one and a half um is when she was diagnosed and uh, which is young for that yeah. but like she was vomiting every day yeah. and her hair was falling out like she was would suck her thumb and twiddle her hair and would pull it just straight out of her head and so one half of her hair went away and then the hmm. other half went away and um so we like what's going on what was going on we did the blood test and it was the levels were way way higher than what they would think wow. so as soon as she got on the diet and took gluten out it was like she was a different kid she had a lot of energy again wow. and, you know so it's uh for us it was it's legit and in a way it's good you found it 
early. Yeah. She wouldn't have to deal with that for a long time. And especially for my oldest daughter. So we tested everybody because yeah. my wife is. So we'll test everybody. And nobody else had those symptoms. Nobody else was huh. throwing up. Nobody else had stomach issues. But my older daughter had it as well. So we hmm. put her on the diet and she's doing great. And um, yeah, so it's it was just by finding it with her. The boys are from, don't have it, but the right. girls do. So interesting yeah yeah i feel like a lot of people i mean celiac is a real thing mm -hmm. and a lot, i feel like a lot of people like they'll see somebody at a restaurant like oh i need it to be gluten-free and yeah. they're like oh you're just being picky totally well yeah. some maybe some people are yeah. but yeah but it's a, it's a real thing if somebody yeah. has it and it's you know we're kind of apologetic about it it makes sure. certain things awkward because you do you, you know they're used to those people where you're just rolling <laughs> your eyes like okay, yeah you can, you can have a dinner roll you know right but, um, you know, we kind of have to be those awkward sure. people where, you know, if a salad comes out and it has croutons on it, well, I can't have that. And it's not just about taking the croutons off. Right. It's, it's been contaminated yeah. at that point. And, and I was <laughs> never that person to be like, well, that's a big deal. So it was, it's been an adjustment, you yeah. know, like making a bagel, like for example, sure, sure. You make a bagel, you toast it, you spread the cream cheese on it and then you're going to make the gluten-free one you can't use the same um right uh, knife and if you dip double dipped then you can't use that same package of uh cream cheese so we, you know we've got a permanent marker right, right on top of it x it's been glutened and wow. that's that now can't be used for the gluten-free stuff yeah i guess you almost have to think about it like so if someone has like a peanut allergy, it's like it can be very sensitive like yeah. that too. Like you can't swipe a knife with butter and yeah. peanut butter. Yeah. Or even like some shellfish too. Right. You gotta like look at it the same yeah. way. And I think it's it's because it's it's not a life threatening type of thing like sure, a peanut sure. or a, a shellfish could be. Um, but you know, I don't want my daughter to feel like <laughs> for lousy no for you know, just because I use the wrong knife. <laughs> right. <you know? laughs> That's not nice. Yeah. <laughs> um and that you mentioned so your your pizza spots. Oh, actually, let's backtrack a little bit. Does um does either of those two spots have gluten free pizza? They do. They both yeah, do. They 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 both. Oh, nice. Pretty much everywhere does now. Uh, but again, you know, you're, you're you're trusting somebody else to make your food, yeah. prepare your food on the same surface that they're. You know, you're spinning pizza in the air and yeah. flowers flying everywhere. <laughs> I know how these things work. Yeah. So I don't want to put all the, the responsibility on them uh, to make sure that everything's totally right. You know, uh, almost easier to make it yourself at it that is. point. Yeah. And homemade pizza is really good. Yeah, they have great gluten free options now. You know, there's these the pretzel sticks, mm -hmm. uh, Snyder, I think it is, pretzel sticks. Okay, I think I've and, seen those. Yeah. And um, the gluten free ones are better than the, the, the yeah. gluten ones, if you want to call it that. Like, my kids tear through those. Yeah. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> it's, another uh, side story that um, a quitting pizza, I think it's right there. Have you seen the controversy between them and uh, tickets oh, next the, door? Yeah, the fence. <laughs> with, the, yeah, the fence. <laughs> with the fence and yeah. the sign. Yeah, I mean, That's too Every time I go by, the sign says something different. I'm oh, always yeah. laughing when I go by. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. For those that don't know the local area, there's, there's two businesses side by side, and uh, I guess one of them built a fence that was tall enough where it obstructs the view of yeah. the ocean for the supposedly for the other business so yeah. um and i mean i think they're all within all their legal rights to build that fence but the other business just wasn't too happy about yeah. it yeah <laughs> the, the fences down by the water don't really work because they did the same thing with the used to be johnny's uh, Atlantic beach club and then yep. it was the uh, what is it the newport beach house uh, yeah. wedding venue and they put up a fence 
and that was a controversy about that too. So <laughs> just, they say good fences make good neighbors, but maybe not. Yeah, by <laughs> maybe not. There. Um, so we'll move on. Next question: Best healthy food option in Newport, and could be like snack, uh, lunch, dinner. Don't go out to eat healthy. Yeah, that's just <laughs> just. Don't. It's way easier to make yourself oh, healthy. Yeah. If you're gonna do healthy, just stay home. That's yeah. Bad. If you're going out to eat. Get something that Enjoy you want. yourself. Yeah, just True. don't even worry about it. That's you valid. Can, you can go get a wrap somewhere. It's not going to be too bad or, you know, uh, something like that. But uh, if I'm going out, I'm going out to eat. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to worry about it. Don't, <laughs> don't try and box me in. No. <laughs> that's, I mean, that says a lot, too. you got to enjoy yourself while yeah. you know, when you have the opportunity. So Absolutely. Um, next question. Best bar. I'm, I'm opening up to Rhode Island. It could, could be Newport or Rhode Island. Our um, favorite bar. So two places that I would go is one, it's in Providence. There's a Congress Street Tavern, which is right okay. by my office. It's just okay. like an after after work type of situation where I go with my friends. It's like right off the back of my office. So out huh. oh, and right there, nice quiet spot. Oh, I haven't um, been there. Yeah, it's um, on Congress Street, right where you know where G Pub is. Yep. So on the the back side of it, not Dorn side, the street side, on the back side of that, it's right there. Huh. Okay. Um, kind of like hidden gem type yeah, place, like hole in the wall. Or? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Nice little quiet spot. That's where we usually go. Um, and then in Newport, um, I've always liked the Fastnet. Yeah. Fastnet's great. That's um, a good spot. Um, I've been. Always huge into rugby and uh, any, oh, any yeah. place that's showing rugby and you can get a drink in the morning uh, yeah. is, is okay in my book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're a cool spot. Yeah. When they when they do the rugby games, they bring the projector down. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they have yeah, that's that. a good place to watch uh, any sporting event. Right, that's a good spot. Yeah. and I like the outside portion of it too with the ping pong tables yep. and the whole outside yeah. venue. Yeah, and I like when the, the windows are open in the front and you can yeah. kind of people watch and you know it's kind of it's I like the atmosphere. Yeah, that's a top bar. It's yeah. becoming more on like Friday night, Saturday nights. I don't know if it's always been like this, but I I've, I've been in Newport for a few years and I feel like it's shifted more recently. Like become a big college spot at night yeah. too. Yeah, I've seen it get more and more packed. Yeah, but. Uh, could be just trending that way. I don't know. <laughs> but I li- that's one of my favorite bars, too. That's cool. Uh, next question. Go-to sneaker for the gym? Um, net- Metcons. I'm, all, I'm a nice. Nike guy. Nice. I, I'm, I'm, all, I'm partial to Nike. I'm wearing Nikes right nice. now. Nice. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Pretty much everything Nike. Um, so, yeah, I like Metcons. I've ha- I have a few pairs or two, maybe two pairs over there. Okay, um, nice, nice. Not in love with the the new ones. Um, no, the, the brand brand new ones. The brand brand new yeah, ones. Yeah, okay. I don't know if I like the style of it. Okay, I have to see what kind of colorways come out on those. Um, yeah, to see if I want to dip my toe into that. Um, but uh, yeah, going uh, it was going from a running sneaker into like specific training sneakers. I didn't notice that much difference. But then when I go back to to training in a running sneaker, I'm like. I can I can't do this. Yeah, you know the the so yeah. Like Metcons is, for example, like if you were to try to like do barbell squats with like running sneakers on, yeah, yeah, no, be no, no way, no chance, <laughs> no chance. Not even like doing biceps curls, and you know I feel like I'm standing on two pillows. Yeah, I'm like I, totally. I, this is totally different. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, I do a lot of CrossFit workouts, and even if there's a lot of running in the workout, 
and that's the majority of the exercise, I'll still use like a Metcon. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, the running's gonna feel great with the running shoe, but everything else is gonna feel awful. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not worth a trade off. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yep. Uh, next question here, we got favorite piece of cardio equipment for the gym. Um, specific, specifically in my gym, probably my bike. Um, nice. It, whenever I do cardio, it's almost always uh, steady state. Um, mm. So, uh, you know, low in, low intensity steady state. So I'll just hop on the bike and ride it for 45 minutes as I'm watching Netflix. Um, but most of the time for cardio, what I'm doing is walking. I'll, I'll walk around here. I'll walk cool. to Second Beach and back. Um, it's, so if I, I would like a treadmill. That would probably after the stall mats, after a power <laughs> rack, after chains. After, it's on the it'll, list. It'll be, it's on the <laughs> list somewhere. Um, you know, just walking is, I think, an awesome, probably my favorite cardio nice um, i like that answer that's a good answer yeah and i think a lot of people i guess unless you have dogs a lot of people don't do enough walking for sure yeah like my dad for example is overweight and he had a they had a dog and the dog passed away and Mm -hmm. i was talking to my dad and he was like put on all this weight i don't know why and i was like because you're not walking the dog anymore yeah like 10 minutes in the morning and half an hour at night like that's a lot of walking. And it is. It's mindless and mm-hmm. it's easy. Like it's kind of it's a restorative. Oh, totally. Thing. So you can go out and walk for an hour today, and you can go out and walk for an hour tomorrow too. Every day. But you can't. <laughs> you most people probably couldn't run for an hour today and run for an hour tomorrow. No, no or, way. Or pull on the rower for an hour and then do it again tomorrow. Yeah. So you know you're you're getting that exercise you're getting the blood moving you're burning the calories but then it's not preventing you from doing anything else yeah that's totally true and i you also get a good like psychological benefit from it too like stress relief like yeah yeah, that's i like that answer yeah because like when the pandemic everything shut down you know i i I had a really tough time at the beginning of uh, corona like sure i had a really tough time in what i did every day uh, our four kids were home. We're mm-hmm. trying to work. We're trying to run our business, and it was like, you know, our kids. We're trying to homeschool our kids with an absolute nutcase of a kid running around. My youngest, <laughs> and I would put her in the stroller. And I'd go for a walk every day, and I'd nice. walk for an hour, and that was like a salvation for me to just get outside. Even in March, April, when it was raining, we'd still go, nice. and you know, we'd walk by the beach. We'd walk around Tuckerman and look at the ocean. And it was like. I looked forward to that every day. It was my time with her. It was, mm. you know, as I look back on it, it was time that I never got with my other three kids. Sure. That I I never I didn't spend that much time with them. So it was really a blessing. But it was especially a blessing from just getting outside, and getting to a break, and you know all those types of things. Totally. No, that's that's awesome. I think. A lot of people either did that during COVID or they should have been doing that yeah. during the pandemic. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I mean, it's weird. It's just weird looking back on it now because you know we were walking and it was like somebody be walking the other direction yeah. on the same and you cross the street. Yeah, you know, it was just weird times, man. But yeah. you know that was it was a nice routine for us. It was got us out of her out of everybody's hair for a little while. Tired her out. She went down for a nap after, and um, you know it was just. Uh, something i miss doing now because i just don't have the time again but sure um yeah that was 
I think it's really great. I think more, more people should focus on walking mm-hmm. um, rather than, you know, the high impact and high intensity type totally. of stuff. Totally. I like that. Let's go. Next question. Celebrity crush. Ryan Gosling. Nice. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> it's funny because it came up on a, you know, I do this stupid, everything on my Instagram is stupid, but um, on Mondays I do stupid Q&As and somebody had asked me that. Nice. That Ryan Gosling. So you already I knew was, the answer. I, you know, it was queued up, but yeah, he's, uh, um, La La Land is my favorite movie. Okay. I'll, I'll watch that. Oh, I haven't seen times. that one. Oh, you gotta watch it. <laughs> You got and everybody. At, so it's like a little backstory to that. Um, it was uh, it came out. Um, I think it was two thousand seventeen now, um, and my my mom passed away. Okay, and um, she, we buried her in Ireland, and we were flying back after her funeral, and um, I was La La Land was on the plane. Hmm. And so I watched it on the plane and it was like, that was a movie that she would have loved. Hmm. And it's a movie that I loved. I, I love it, but it was always, it's always just something that's in my mind. Like that changed my mood, Hmm. if you will. It was like so frivolous. It was so light. It was just nice, romantic, fun, funny musical you know, and it just lifted my spirits. So it's always nice. got a kind of a special place in my heart. Yeah. Um, and it's it was just one of those things. It was kind of like the first time I, I watched that movie and I was like, oh, I got to tell mom about it. And I was like, well, I can't. Yeah. And to this day, and I, I can't bring myself to ask my dad whether or not she actually saw it. So I'm just, it's one of those things that's just always kind of going to be in, in my mind. That's but, cool. Yeah. So wow. that's, but yeah, Ryan Gosling um, is, is my celebrity crush. Nice. I'll, watch, I'll watch anything he's done. Hey, you're, a lot of people are in the same boat with you on that one. I think he's a lot of people with celebrity crush. Well, no, that's really cool. That's, cool. that's good. Uh, well, next question here. Place most recently traveled by plane. Uh, we went to uh, Fort Myers in Florida cool. to visit cool. my uh, in-laws. Uh, they have a place down there. So uh, that was over spring, uh, April vacation with the kids. Um, nice. Yeah, that was, that was great. Good time? Great time, nice. yes. Yeah. And then how about place most recently traveled by car? It could be like a day trip, Rhode Island, or somewhere around here. Um, oh, we went, to, we went to the Cape so was, uh, last weekend. Yeah, visit some more family that were in town. Nice. Um, yeah, to Hyannis. Nice, and, nice. Uh, went to the beach. That was good. Cool. Yeah. Good. Good weather? It was good that day. Nice. Yeah, it was nice that day. We've been getting crushed with rain recently. Yeah. It's like 50-50 shot. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get poured on or going to be sun. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking about it because we haven't been to the beach much this year. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, it's really been down to the weather. <laughs> Any trips coming up or next place you want to go by plane? By plane... Um, no, I. We went to Bermuda on our honeymoon. We've been cool. trying to get back there for a while. Uh, that would be an awesome place. I want to go back to Ireland. Uh, nice. Soon. Um, yeah, probably one of those two spots. Cool, cool. Was and going back a little bit. Was your mother from Ireland? She yeah, there? well, oh, wow. we all are. So I was born in Ireland. I lived in Ireland cool. until I was about eleven or twelve. Um, and then we moved to New Hampshire 
nice. then. So my whole family, my whole extended family, everybody is is from Ireland. Awesome. Yeah. Very couldn't, cool. Couldn't tell from my accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you sound good. You sound good. Yeah. I visited there. I went to Dublin, and I, I visited around Ireland. It was okay. awesome. Yeah. I'll we, definitely go back. We live down in, um, in County Clare, okay. just like the southwest. Um, next to Limerick is a big city there. Um, you know, people, Galway, Galway is south, just south of Galway. Okay, all right. Yeah, so Galway kind of juts out, and okay. then the next one juts out diagonal, and that's that's County Clare. Sweet, yeah. And we went up. Uh, another place we visited was we went to, up to like um, with Cliffs and Moore, Galway. Like Cliffs, area, yeah, right? Cliffs and Moore is Clare. Okay. Yeah, that's oh, in Claire. okay. Yep. So, so uh, yeah, I was there. Yeah, but that's <laughs> probably an hour fifteen, uh, hour twenty from where I grew up, which is um, Six Mile Bridge, Bunratty. Bunratty Castle is a big um, oh, tourist we attraction. Seen that too. We did like oh yeah, the whole tourist thing. I yep. like, checked out all the sites. So yep. yeah, I probably went through there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you did. Yeah. Um, and how about any day trips coming up? Any day trips planned? Or next place you want to go by car? Um. I don't think so. We're getting, going to a hockey tournament Sweet. with my son in October up in uh, New Hampshire. Uh, I think that's only the latest it's thing that we trip. have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jay's Peak. Is that how far it is? Uh, it's about yeah six and a half hours. Yeah, like that's that. that's way up there. Way up there. Yeah. Good yeah. good ski mountain though. Yeah. So October <laughs> we're looking at more like the the water park. Yeah. Like, and right now we're debating whether we want to go with everybody or just uh, just being the the hockey player specifically. Yeah. But up there at least they have stuff for the other kids to do like the true, water park. True. True. Yeah. Yeah, it's a hike. Yes, oh, man. We might have to break that one up. I don't know. If yeah, I do all, all in one shot. Oh, that'll be fun. And then last rapid fire questions. Although not so rapid, but that's all right. <laughs> uh, we'll go one book that has impacted your life, oh. or one of your favorite books too. Um, I'm not a big book guy. I read so much for work and stuff sure. like that. Um, Some law books. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> restatement of torts. Nice. Um, the Again, I'm a big rugby guy, and I would read some sports biographies. Um, one of my favorite players is Ronan O'Gara. I was an Irish rugby player, and I read his autobiography, and I just thought it was really interesting um, from his perspective of um, like talking about his failures at certain points. Like mm. he played in a final, and he missed some kicks that would have won the game. Um, and how like open and honest he was mm -hmm. about that where he was taking responsibility for it rather than saying like you know so and so should have done this or yeah. so and so should have done that and i thought that was really interesting kind of um uh, i like the honesty about it and the openness of it and you know just how um as i follow his career into coaching now and he, he speaks a lot about just being open to other ideas and mm. you know not so not so attached to how you've always done things sure um so that was that was something that i i found interesting usually when you read an autobiography they're talking about how fucking awesome they were um <laughs> yeah. which is fine they deserve it but yeah. in, his, in his instance it was it was a little different than that and i, I thought that was refreshing oh i'd be really interesting to read that yeah what uh, what was in, do you remember the name of it ronan ogar um i might have it somewhere here um yeah, his name is Ronan Agar. He's written a, f a few of them, but it was, I think it was his first one. Okay. I don't, I don't okay. remember specifically. I have Audible too. I wonder if it, it made it onto it Audible. Have. I listen to a lot of books, so yeah, yeah, I'll definitely check that out. It. 
Cool. All right, so we'll get into a little bit of your uh, history and, and fitness next, and then um, kind of talk um, talk shop a little bit with uh, workers' comp injuries and sure. and how physical therapy plays into that. Yep. Um, so grew up in Ireland. Yeah. We figured that out. Yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, came to New Hampshire. How did you end up making it to Newport? So I uh, went to Boston College and I met my now wife there, mm-hmm. and so either kind of move down here where she was from or move up to New Hampshire and that would, this was a more attractive option. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> Nothing against Laconia, New Hampshire, sure. Central New Hampshire, but you know, I've always wanted to live by the ocean, so here we are. Right. What You weren't attracted by Bike Week? and uh... Uh, So I, I've done it all. I yeah. w- used to work in... Um, in Laconia and Weir's Beach, there used to be Weir's Beach Water Slide and RIP, mm. and across the street was the Weir's Beach Drive-In, okay. and the same guy owned both, and I worked for him in the summer. I was a lifeguard, and um, at the Weir's Beach Water Slide in the four-foot pool, catch pool at the bottom, four slides, <laughs> and a uh, great summer job, and we'd work at the drive-in, but in bike week, we'd just do parking, we'd do security, we'd, we'd spend the whole week up there. Mm make a ton of money um and see all the sights all the sounds and you know all, all the interaction with the hell's angels and it nice was, it was That's a lot of fun <laughs> yeah. it was so so many fun stories out of that but that was in the 90s yeah yeah and it's i guess it's a different thing they tried to make it a, a family event and uh, kind of took the fun out of it so, <laughs> a little more like wild west it in the 90s yeah. and you couldn't get in if you had to spend the week there huh. because you couldn't get it into the weirs there's two ways to get into weirs beach and the line of traffic will be hours long trying to get in there so you had to if you wanted to work at seven o'clock you had to be there like the morning of hmm. um to beat everybody in and everybody the whole line of traffic will be out and people will be walking up and down the side of the road and people will be doing burnouts and <laughs> girls will be flashing and fights will be happening it was it was mayhem it really yeah. was and oh that's um, wild yeah it was <laughs> and it's not something you would have brought your kids to right. back in those days <laughs> maybe now maybe now yeah, maybe. yeah um that's cool all right and so you so you said you played rugby was that your main sport Growing up, it was. I mean, we played all manner of sport. But the thing about Ireland is, it's a it's a very sporting country. Mm. Like, it, it, there's the Gaelic games, which is hurling and and hurling. Um, yeah. I was trying to remember that. Mike, those in a very specific sport, to Ireland. Yeah. Hurling, yeah. Hurling okay. and Gaelic football are the two oh, are yeah, two okay. huge sports. Rugby, soccer, um, would be or soccer would be huge, and rugby would probably be after those ones. Um, we were rugby family and in those days you were kind of one or the other you were kind of gaelic games or you were the other game soccer and rugby we were soccer and rugby we did play gaelic football as well um but it's just much more ingrained it's kind of a community thing like you play for your parish you play for your your village right right and yep it's I've not heard like that. so the other thing was that they did um these community games um which was like so we lived in six mile bridge Everybody from Six Mile Bridge would compete in athletics. So it was like a town event. So say mm. Middletown at, at God A had a day where it was a, a track and field day where ki- all the kids would race, and it was the it was the community games, and you'd qualify and you'd go up to the next level and the next, and you eventually go to the nationals, huh. and that's how it was done there. So it was sport was always a huge thing for us. Um, swimming was another big one. Um, 
so yeah, rugby was something that my dad was always into and uh, coached and played. And um, so me and my brothers, I have three brothers, we all played rugby and we were all just, you know, whatever was going on. You know, during the summer, we'd be, if Wimbledon was on TV, we'd be playing tennis nice. in the backyard. Tour de France, we'd be out riding our bikes. And nice. That's just, we did everything. That's we were cool. always into it. Sounds like competitive family too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we, we would get into it for yeah. sure. Nice. Looking back on it now, at the time when you're eight, the backyard seems huge. It wasn't a backyard, big backyard. <laughs> Um, but there was a lot of competitive games that went on back then. Cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And uh, backtracking a little bit, I have to ask: Six Mile Bridge. Yeah. Is there a bridge there? They can't there's, be a six six miles. No. There's no. A, a bridge that's six miles from another place. Okay. So okay. Kind of like uh, <laughs> like yeah, that just a, sounds like astronomically it's, long. It's a yeah. very small place and very small bridge. Uh, yeah. If you go over it, you may not even realize you went over it. But yeah. That, <laughs> It was uh, kind of a place, a place somewhere else that it's gotcha. referenced to. Okay, yeah. had to ask. It's an inter- yes. Interesting name. It is. <laughs> um, do you still, do you still uh, participate in rugby at all? Not real, not really. Mm. I mean, I'm 40 now. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel it's a rough sport. It's a it's a r- rough sport, and I feel really good right now after <laughs> having played for a long time. That's good. And I feel like if I go back. I'll get fucked up and I don't want to be fucked up. I like training. I like yeah. moving without pain. I like, you know, every, every time I've played, I'll wake up in the middle of the night with a cramp in my hamstring and my quad at the same time. And that's like not comfortable, you know? Can't you know, bend your knee, can't flex your no, knee. It's, there's no easy way ways. out. Yeah. You know. So I, um, I'm always tempted to go back because I, I, I love the sport. I watch it all the time. I pay attention to it. I, um, I, I love it. And it's, it's, not, it's a very intense sport, but that's not ex- always what I loved about it. It was also the, um, the, the skills that are required. Like the position I, I would have played wouldn't have been the most physical position on the mm. field. I was absolutely not the most physical player on the field by any stretch of the imagination but i loved the, the ability to pass you pass with two hands spin pass hmm. um, oh yeah i've seen you, that so you, there's a any, there's a number of different ways that you can pass the ball you draw somebody on so if we're on a two-on-one i have a player with me we're going at you i'm going to hold the ball on two hands run straight at you so you have to make a decision and come and get me and when you're committed then i'm just going to pass but I'm going to get probably nailed. So I liked to be able to be able to make you commit to me, make the pass, put people into space, put them into holes. Because mm. you have two lines that are running at each other. And how do you manipulate these players so that you can create a gap for somebody else to go through? Right. So everybody okay. has to understand, I'm, Jude's going to veer left to create a gap for me to come in on an angle. And that's hmm. that's where I'm going through. So that always was fun for me, being able to kick, you know, punt uh, in open play, and the different types of kicks that you could uh, use um, to get the, the outcome that you wanted. Those types of things were always really fun for me. I, I really enjoyed that that's aspect awesome. of it. Yeah, I I'll admit I've never seen live 
game of rugby. Now mm-hmm. I'm really interested to watch it. Yeah, it's a lot more. People just think it's <clears throat> like people just going out and fucking each other up yes. and then drinking That's beer. That's what after. I picture. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of times it is, but there's a, if if you have somebody who knows what they're doing or you watch a team that knows what they're doing, mm-hmm. there's so much subtlety to it mm-hmm. to create space for other people. And so you think, um, if you think of, if somebody just makes a break and they're running down the field and you're like, wow, that guy's awesome. But it might have been three other players that moved the way they were moving to draw the defenders right. towards them and right. put that guy into space. And it's that's subtle. It's team effort. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's, it's a lot more subtle, a lot more... Um, skillful than I think it gets credit for and I think people that have that kind of point guard mentality Mm. of I'm going to distribute the ball I'm going to make this type of pass um, could be really attracted to the sport by by that rather than just smashing each other right there's a lot of playmaking involved with it it seems like yeah Yeah. cool Um, and as far as equipment I mean, I just picture that like leather strap. Is that is that a thing? The leather helmet? Not really it, anymore. No? It's kind of more of a styrofoam that some okay. people wear. I never okay. wore it. I just wore a mouth guard. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. 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 Uh, um, I don't. There's some people that don't even wear that. I don't know how. <laughs> I, I feel like my teeth would have got smashed out a mud, yeah. bunch of times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just that and a pair of cleats if you, if you want it. But that's really wow. it. Yeah. Which bare basic bare very bones. basic wow. and I, I from going I played football in high school mm-hmm. and I think going from that you know people were using their helmets as weapons and you're just diving into contact oh, not yeah. protecting yourself right right and I with with rugby you have to put yourself into a good situation so when when Matt's running down the field this way and I'm coming across to tackle him from the side mm. I need to put my head behind him because mm-hmm. his knees are coming up, and if I put my head in front, it's you you're, your bell you're, you're knocked out. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're asleep on the field, and it's you know I've seen it many times of people who played football that they're just diving into contact, not thinking gotcha. about it. Okay, and they're using that. They're using that helmet. They're, yeah, they're taking it for granted almost. They're yeah. so using it as a weapon, like exactly. you said. Exactly. So you got to use your shoulder. You do have to wrap up. You can't just dive in with. Your, your arm tucked into your body and you're using your shoulder as the weapon. Mm. You have to make an attempt to wrap the player. You have to tackle between uh, below the shoulders so mm. you can't wrap, you know go after people's heads. That's a, that's a penalty. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's skillful that way too. I like it. That's, yeah, that's a cool sport. I'm going to have to check out some matches. I'll yeah, go down absolutely. to Fastnet and watch. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's get a little bit into your uh, fitness now. So yep. what, what are you doing for like a uh, like general training program? Um, yeah, I do. I, I follow a hypertrophy program cool. uh, mostly. Um, I Number one, I want to feel good. Mm-hmm. And that kind of goes back to not playing rugby anymore. <laughs> and, and I want to look good. I want to yeah. look good in a suit when I go to court. And I want to look good when I don't have a suit on at the beach. So, um, in a different suit, bathing yeah, suit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so those are, my, those are my goals, and um, everything is kind of built around that. And um, so I follow a hypertrophy program, build that aesthetic. I've always, since I was a little kid, I was always into bodybuilding. Yeah. Um, like I had a total recall Arnold Schwarzenegger poster on my wall nice. when I was a kid. I was he's always been an idol of mine. I, you know, John Claude Van Damme and 
Dolph Lundgren, those were all my guys. Sweet. I was, grew up idolizing all of that. And um, yeah, so so that's always been kind of where where I've been at. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, you uh, have you seen the the new gym at, at Bullfrog no, yet? No, I haven't. You have been to out stop there. in there at I'm, some point. Yeah, I um, the owner, I don't know if you haven't met him before, Jeremiah. No, and, but I follow. Brother. Him. Yeah, yeah, they're they're very much into that um, the bodybuilding like uh, style of training, yep. lifestyle, and uh, if you go in the gym, there'll be like a couple. Nothing crazy. Like it looks really good, but a couple yeah. pictures like Arnold on the walls, yeah. stuff like that. It's a cool gym. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's my jam. So yeah, you know, it was always my parents never let me work out. Um, they, you know, when they had that mindset of you know it's going to make you short, stunt your growth, and that right. kind of thing. So it wasn't until I got, I think it was like sixteen before they let me start lifting, um, and it was always. You, I use sport as mm-hmm. I get to do it for football or I want yeah. to do it for track, and um, so that's that's really where it started, and um, yeah, I just kind of kept going from there. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I think a lot of those, um, like basically the myths of like weight training with kids, that the more the research that comes out, they're showing like, hey, if you're doing things properly, like you can train as a youth, and yeah. and it's it's good for you. Yeah, it's beneficial. I, I, yeah. No, tell that to my wife but that's uh, <laughs> those things have been debunked right uh, exactly yeah, exactly yeah. but it is it's tough to change like that is kind of like the thought the thought process the way of thinking for so many years so yeah, yeah. it's tough to just flip the switch on everybody and say hey this is actually not a bad thing it's potentially it's pretty good yeah. for kids but yeah, absolutely tough to make a culture change on yeah that for sure yeah definitely um and you you mentioned track too did you do that in college no or i did no, that in high school high as school? well yeah Sweet. so high school i did football and 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 track nice. I did basketball one year nice. which was a disaster it was but i, I hadn't been here that long I, i'm I not a basketball here. player either no, I, I wasn't either but my friends played basketball and i you know for some i cannot remember why i even wanted to but i tried out i didn't think i would make the team and i made the team you know like junior varsity in high school mm. like and um i had played i had no such no idea of what I was doing that in the beginning of the year there was a scrimmage and I'll never forget that the coach was like okay Jude go in and I was like now and he's like yeah and I ran on the court like not thinking I gotta go check in at the table I gotta oh, wait I, for a timeout. I have no idea yeah it was like the game was going on there was somebody's bringing the ball up the court and I'm going in I ran in off the bench to defend them that's like the coach was like, "What are you doing? Like, what are you?" I was like, "I don't know." How did you, you make me? the team? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I tried. Oh, you put me on the team. You told me to yeah, go. Yeah, right. right. You gotta, you gotta tell me what to do here. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm the same way with basketball. I don't the playmaking and all that. I, I, I'm just like, oh yeah, you just shoot the ball in the hoop. You gotta yeah. just be a good shooter. But no, there's so much more oh, that goes into it. Was it was like yeah. he was screaming at us about everything, and you know, you gotta set this pick here and that, and I'm yeah. like. This is socks, man. I'm all set with that. I scored one point all season long. Hey, nice. I, all right. The last game of the season, you know, they get all the scrubs in, which I was the most scrubbiest, and I got I got fouled. Uh, just before I fouled out, I think I had four fouls at the time, and I got fouled, and I made, missed the first one and made the second one. And that was the only, nice. point I, only point I scored in high school basketball. Nice. <laughs> off a foul shot. Hey, we'll take it. All those shots in the driveway paid off. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Um, cool. Uh, let's let's move on a little bit. So now you're at um, uh, your law firm, Carnes yep. and Carnes and Carrison. Yep. Uh, based out of Middletown. Yeah. Providence main, too. Yeah. Our main yeah. office is in Middletown. We have another office in Providence. Cool. Um, so yeah, we've um, 
uh, it's a firm that started by uh, Bob Carnes, my father-in-law, mm-hmm. um, 1974, I believe. Wow. So he's he's been at it a long time. Um, my wife and I uh, are involved, and uh, we do personal injury cases and workers' comp cases or any type of injury cases, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's a slip and fall, motor vehicle accident, you know, product fails or whatever the case may be. Sure. And then, uh, and then workers' comp, which is just any any injury that happens related to your job. Right. And so that's kind of different these days with people working from home with COVID and, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of, that's expanded uh, certain oh, things. Oh, yeah. So, that's interesting. Yeah. So, you know, people working at home, you know, you might be entitled to take a coffee break. And if you fall in your kitchen and you hurt yourself, it's a worker's job. You're on the job. Basically. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, going to and from offices, um, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're like me, going from one of my offices to another office, you're covered under workers' comp. Sure. But if I'm going to my office in Providence from home, I'm not covered until I get there. So it's mm-hmm. it's an interesting right. kind of concept of, of law, and um, but it's anything related to work, and we represent a lot of people that um, are hurt either through their employer's fault, through somebody else's fault, or through their own fault. So right. workers' comp doesn't matter whose fault it was. It just if it happened at work, you you get right compensated, and it's that is a the purpose of workers' comp is to rehabilitate the worker to get mm. back to work. Right. So you get your your medical bills are paid one hundred percent, no no deductibles, no copays, no nothing like that, and um, you get a, a maintenance payment basically, mm. uh, which is a percentage of what your earnings would have been. Hmm. And so, you know, there's kind of the stigma attached to people that they're freeloading or they're, you know, yeah. milking the system and they're sitting pretty at home on vacation. But that's, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it has to be that a doctor saying that this person can't work for a good reason. Right. And number two, they're not getting paid 100% of what they're getting. Right. So right. most people are, are living kind of paycheck to paycheck these days. Mm-hmm. And if you cut that by 40%, that's tough that hurts that hurts so Mm. any 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 day that you're home um and you could be at work you're voluntarily taking a pay cut and Mm. so it's it's not something i would encourage Uh, it's not something that people really do um but there is that kind of stigma attached to it which is uh, frustrating it's probably one of those things where like you have a very very few amount of people that try to like work the system a little bit and Mm. almost like spoils it for the rest of like Totally. Gets that bad stigma. Yeah. Totally. Because you hear of all these instances of workers' comp fraud. Yeah. Workers' comp right. fraud, workers' comp fraud. But what they don't tell you is that there is a very small amount of employee workers' comp fraud where somebody is claiming benefits when they're not entitled to it. Mm. Another type of workers' comp fraud is employer fraud. Mm. So, for example, a landscape company designates all of their employees as laborers okay Mm. but they're actually working as equipment operators okay that's different and different job duties and by saying they're all laborers they're going to pay a lower workers comp rate a lower premium when they buy their policy okay so they they saying that everybody's a laborer when they're actually uh, an equipment right. operator is fraud. Right. So that's okay. what they use to say, oh, well, there's a lot of workers' comp fraud. But that has nothing to do with the employees. That's the right. employer. It's not the employee's fault. 
the not other, people trying to work the system. Right. And right. then the other one, the, another big one is, again, say a landscape. And I know I know this happens because mm. this happened to me. Sure. I, I was a landscaper for a while. That's why I use a lot of these landscape examples because sure. I, I fucking saw it in my own eyes. <laughs> yeah. You get paid 40 hours mm-hmm. on the books. Mm-hmm. If you pay it, pay uh, work any overtime, you're paid off the books cash. Sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. Time and a half cash, 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 cash. Mm-hmm. When you get hurt, if you get hurt, and you're out of work, your workers' comp rate is based on what your earnings from the employer are. And when they report that, they report the on the books. Yeah. But that's not accurate because you were paid off the books in cash. Right. So the reason they do that is, again, to keep their premiums down. Mm-hmm. Because when their, their workers' comp insurance premium is based on their payroll. And they don't report the time and a half overtime. So they mm. get to pay less. But then when you get hurt and you're out of work, you're getting paid even less. Yeah. So that hurts the employee. And I know that happens because it happened to me. Right. You know? I also right. have a scar on my hand here from when I was, um, you could see it right there. Oh, yeah. I was, um, you know, these trees, they come with wire nets uh, around the, oh, the yeah. bottom. You snip it off, and, you, and I snipped it off, and it just caught me right here. It was right in front of my boss, opened <laughs> me up pretty good. I cleaned it out, put a Band-Aid on it or whatever. I had no idea at the time that I could have got money for that scar. Now, yeah. I never did get paid money for that scar, Yeah, but I didn't miss any time. I didn't have medical bills or whatever, but it doesn't matter. Mm. I, I could have got two grand, $2,500 for that scar that's on my hand. But yeah. it was up to him to know that and up to him to report it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are just not educated about what they're entitled to or and they feel like stigmatized or that they're gaming the system or something like right, that by right. bringing in a claim. It's like, bro, it's in the, it's in the law. You're, you're, <laughs> I can't get you anything other than what you're entitled to. Right. So right. your employer paid the premium. Your employer files a claim and you get paid and that's the way the system works. Right. It's just what it is. Right. If you don't get $2,500 for that scar, then the insurance company keeps it. They don't get the premium <laughs> back or anything. So yeah. it's um, it's a little bit frustrating when people are, are so hesitant to bring a workers' comp claim because of that stigma, because of pressure from other people to say, you know, you don't want to appear like you're gaming the system or something like that. Right. You know, so it, it, it can be challenging that way. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's tough because, like, like you said, like, it's like it's the law mm-hmm. like you're just following what the law says and yeah. you're entitled to that money if you get hurt you and know? it can be substantial you know i had a, a client she was a young girl um and she was about 18 she came in with her mom and she had suffered a, a grease burn on the lower part of her leg um kind of the her ankle and her calf um and it was pretty bad and mm. she's a young pretty girl and now she has this scar for the rest of her life and she had been talking to the insurance company about resolving the amount for the scar. And um, they were supposed to meet at a Dunkin' Donuts in Jamestown or something, and the adjuster blew her off and then was writing letters like, if you don't resolve this in the next two weeks, I'm going to close the claim. And so they were freaking out. Mm. And so they came to me, and I said, yeah, no, that's bullshit. You have two years <laughs> from the claim. Like, you know, we can do it at any time. Yeah. And, you know, let's we'll look at resolving the scar. And... Um, they were like, well, how much do you think it's worth? And I thought it was worth a lot of money. And they were like, well, what's a lot of money? And I said, what do you think is a lot of money? Yeah. And 
she was like, I have, I don't know. And I said, well, if that adjuster had offered you five grand, what would you have said? Or I told you it's worth five grand. Yeah, yeah. She said, yeah, that's okay. Sign it off. Boom. Yeah. We went to court and we got her $37,000 for her scar. Wow. So if that adjuster had showed up to Dunkin' Donuts and just offered them five grand. They would have taken it. Never would have known. And they never would have known. Right. So that adjuster all day long, she deals with workers' comp. She knows what it is. She knows what scars are. And I Mm -hmm. argue with them every single day about what a scar is worth. Mm -hmm. But you don't have, as an employee, you don't have that basis of knowledge to argue with an adjuster mm-hmm. and say no this is actually worth $37,000 so that's why it's good to have an attorney yeah and it doesn't <laughs> co- it doesn't cost you anything either. yeah the insurance company if I go to court and I win pays me mm-hmm. like a fine it doesn't come out of what you get yeah so it's like it's like dude what are you doing <laughs> the adjuster has an attorney uh, right. On retainer, they have these law firms that represent them and everything. And if they want have have a question, they call. You have no idea. You yeah. have no idea about any of this stuff. Because I didn't either. When I was right. a landscaper, I was oh, even totally. I was in law school doing this stuff, and I had no idea. Yeah. So it's like you know these um they get taken advantage of, and that's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. So the so in other words, the adjuster is pretty much trying to save the company or save whatever their firm as much money as possible right and uh and not get the the patient or the the person who had the injury paid right they're trying to keep money out of their pockets and you're basically someone like you would come in and be like okay let's help you get the money that you deserve that's written in the law that you should exactly you should be able to get yeah so another and another example of it basically for medical treatment is anything that is any medical treatment that is reasonable, necess- reasonable and necessary to cure, relieve, or rehabilitate the injured mm-hmm. worker mm-hmm. Is, is what the insurance company is obligated to pay. So I had a case where a guy uh, was a carpenter's helper and he suffered a, an injury to his back where he had a herniation that was affecting the nerve. Mm-hmm. And his, went to an orthopedic surgeon who said, you know, you um, disabled and he went through some physical therapy and he was getting better. And the doctor said, um, I'm going to send you for six more weeks of physical therapy, and then you should you should be good to go. Mm-hmm. And the insurance company set them up, the guy up with their doctor, IME, infamous IME, mm-hmm. independent medical exam, and the independent is a misnomer. But that doctor, of course, says there's nothing wrong with him anymore. He doesn't need any more treatment, and he's fully able to go back to work. So now... I have a petition pending in court for my physical therapy. Mm-hmm. And they have a petition pending in court for a discontinuance of his benefits to shut everything off. And the court looks at it and says, oh, I'm not going to pick Dr. A over Dr. B. I'm going to send you to Dr. C. And mm-hmm. Let's see what Dr. C says. Now, keep in mind, his doctor said he needed six weeks of physical therapy. Mm-hmm. The timeline of how these cases go, he... we. He went to the impartial doctor probably nine months after his doctor <laughs> said that. And in the, he had not been getting treatment because yeah. it had been shut off. Oh, man. So that third doctor says, yeah, he needs the physical therapy and he's still disabled. We go back to court and the judge says, here's your order. You get physical therapy. Your order is denied. He's still getting benefits. And now he goes back to the original orthopedic doctor some maybe a year after the doctor said that the doctor says well <laughs> you needed six weeks of physical therapy a year ago 
Now you need more. <laughs> now you need three months because you've been you've been having this injury. Things have been getting compensated. Yeah. Maybe this hurts now. Yeah. Maybe these movement patterns need to be corrected. You yeah. built all these bad habits. Yeah. Now and, you need more PT. <laughs> and the the nerve root being affected that long, it takes longer than to generate sure. if it even does. Sure. So the insurance company, by trying to save on six weeks of benefits, six weeks of physical therapy, screwed this person over. Screwed this person over. They had to pay. The IME doctor, they had to pay the impartial court doctor, they had to pay me, they had to pay their, their own attorney, and they had to pay for way more physical therapy and another year of benefits. <laughs> Oops. It's like, just fucking pay for six weeks of physical therapy. It's not that hard. No. But then they rely on everybody who's not going to pursue it and people who just drop it and say, fuck it, I'll just do it under yeah. my blue cross or whatever oh, it is. That so, seems to be their MO with everything. Mm-hmm. That you give them that little <laughs> glimmer of, of opportunity to scoot out of paying for a claim, and that's what they do. They, they, they don't make money by paying claims. They make money by not paying claims. Yeah. So you just, you just right. got to hold their feet to the fire all the time. Man, yeah. um, I want I want to keep talking about this. I think we might need a part two, um, <laughs> okay. but we got to wrap it up. Right. Um, so just just to finish, uh, anything in store for the future or anything you want to plug? Um, I know you have your um, your firm. Yeah, um, yeah, Carnes and Carrison. We do all you know motor vehicle accidents. Anything. We're here on the island. We're local. We're real people. If you call our <laughs> office, you're gonna talk to an attorney. You're gonna talk to me. I'm a real person in this community. I'm happy to help people out. I'm happy to talk to them about what's going on, even if they don't represent me. I just I talked to a guy a couple of weeks ago. He was uncomfortable hiring an attorney. I just said, listen, do not fucking take any money from the insurance company without calling me first. Mm-hmm. And I told him, and I said, listen, no, don't take that. Take this. And he, he didn't even retain me, but he got what he should have got good I'm, I'm happy to help people out in that way nice um so yeah carnes and carousels that's what we do and then um you know my snake pit bullshit is just for fun <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> hey i like it you gotta you gotta have a hobby too you know <laughs> yeah that's fine um and then how about just to finish if you could put one quote uh mantra favorite quote or saying on a billboard It'd be your billboard. What would it be? Do you have anything off the top of your head? Oh, or? Because it's, it's a tough question. I have so many of those. I have so many of those. Um, uh, deserves got nothing to do with it is one nice. that I like. Um, nice. That's from Unforgiven in a different context. Okay. Um, you know, it's like it's like the thing of people work hard. Yeah, people work hard, but you've got to work smart too. Sure. So you you just working hard doesn't deser- doesn't mean you deserve anything or deserving anything doesn't mean you're going to get it. Mm-hmm. Just you have to keep in mind what your end result is going to be and do what you need to do to achieve that. Um, I like that. That's a that's a big one for me. Um, I finding I don't know how to boil this down mm. to a. Um, you know, the billboard yeah. thing, but <laughs> billboard's short. Yeah, it's it, tough. Is is find something and, and find something you enjoy. Mm. Like you know, in in my spiritual opinion, we only get one <laughs> run around here. So yeah. like, let's try to enjoy it. So if you're the person who's like every morning is like fuck this and I hate mm. this, and find something that you enjoy. I've I found it. I really enjoy fitness. I really enjoy that. 
Um, I enjoy playing with my kids and sport and that, and that's what I enjoy. It doesn't mean that that's what you need. You might have something else that you want to do. Find it and do it and and enjoy your life. But there is is something out there that you're going to like. Don't be afraid to do it. And it's something I take tell my kids all the time that, you know, don't be embarrassed to like what you like. Sure. You know, um, it's fucking La La Land. You know, <laughs> like it if you like it. Yeah. And yeah. I think the more genuine you are about liking what you like and doing what you want to do, um, the more you will gravitate to people that are like-minded Mm. And you will enjoy your life more. And mm. so if you're faking it because you want to you want to associate yourself with people you think are cool, mm. so you're liking something you don't want to like, you're not going to be happy. Just like what you like. And other people will, will like that too. And you'll all get along great together. I really like that. Yeah. So I, I potentially have a paraphrased version of that. And if it's wrong, just tell me, okay. <laughs> tell me it's Let's wrong. It. Uh, be yourself unapologetically yeah yeah that's good i like it cool exactly awesome well thanks jude my pleasure i'd I'd love to do it again absolutely anytime all right cool so signing off